We now begin the 13th parak of Masech Shabbos. This Mishnah will focus on the Malacha of Oreg. Oreg is weaving. Tosas Yontav explains the reason why we've gone to the Malacha of Oreg all of a sudden is because the previous Mishnah discussed the Malacha of Kosev, of writing, and there the, the shear, the amount one needed to write to be liable, was two letters. And here the Halacha will be, according to the Chachamim, that you need to weave two layers of thread. I'll explain in a moment. So that's what we topic gone to the topic here. Very briefly, weaving, which we mentioned already before in the seventh parak with all the malachas, is the malacha that's done to make fabric. So the way it works is typically it's done on a loom. Loom is English word, Hebrew nul. Um, and there are two malachas that are involved in setting up the loom. That's not the topic here now. Those are the malachas of Mesach and Oseshne Batinirim. But the malacha itself that's carried out by the loom is the creation of cloth by... The loom has um, a series of threads passing in one direction. Um, they're all parallel one to the other. Those long threads are called the uh, warp threads. In Hebrew, that's the shesi threads. And then what, what you do is you take... Perpendicular to those threads, you make the arev threads, that's the, the warp, excuse me, that's the weft threads, that go over, under, over, under, um, back and forth, back and forth, to build out this piece of cloth. So what the loom does is it takes um, all the odd warp threads on one of the two heddles, the batinirim, and all the even ones on the other, and then they go alternate going up, down, up, down, so that you can just casually almost throw the a little um, buchyar, the uh, the shuttle that has the thread in it, um, just back and forth, and the loom engages all the chassis threads to make them go alternately up and down, so that effectively, even though you're going straight across, the effect is that you are passing that buchyar, the shuttle of the thread straight across, um, magically makes it go over, under, over, under, the even and odd um warp threads thanks to the loom i'll try and include a picture here so you can see how it works if you've never seen it before that's the best way to explain it in any case the question is how many times back and forth meaning you're building up the length of the thread i don't mean how many over unders let's say there are a hundred threads let's say 100 warp threads so you'll have 50 on the one heddle the evens and 50 on the odd heddle that'll be the odds so you have 100 threads total so i don't mean how many times over under i mean how many times It'll go, let's say, 100 times over under in one direction. Then it'll go 100 times over under in the other direction. The question is, how many times back and forth over and under those 100 threads do you have to go to build out your cloth in order to be liable for the Malach of Oreg? So Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer Shita is HaOreg Shlosha Chutin Betchila. If you did three rows of weft threads going across the warp back and forth three times, you'll be liable. That's for a new piece of fabric that you're making. The Gemara gives two reasons why you need three rows of coins for Belazer. The first is simply it doesn't, if it just would be two rows, it wouldn't stay together very long at all. And the second is you, it's not Nikar, it's so narrow and thin, you don't even notice it. it's not even there yet, almost. So it's insufficient to be um, reaching the threshold of being liable because it's not significant yet. Ve'echad al ha'arig, if you already have something that's arig and already um, woven a piece of cloth, to add one more row is significant because you're building on what was already there since what was already there was significant, assuming you have two already. So now you're you're just making it that much more long, and then each additional row that you add is significant, says Rebbe Yezer. 
This Rebbe Leizer Shita, by the way, throughout all of the Masechet and all these Malachas, he says that if you're just adding on one, but the combination what you added to what you had before is significant, then that Malach is a significant amount to be high. So, for example, in contrast, what we said in the previous parak, we said what happens if you have um, one letter already written before Shabbos and you write a second letter next to it? Will you be liable for Ksiva? We said the answer is no, you won't, because you need to write two letters. Rabbi Lezer actually would hold yes, you are, because the second letter combines the first to make some meaningful message if it does. In any case, that's a sheet here. Rabbi Lezer holds that it's three on a new piece of cloth, or even one row of going back and forth if you were to have something that's there, the Arig. And the Chum disagree, and they say, Chum Omrim Bein Betchila Bein Basof Shiuro Shnei Chuten. They say no, the required amount for weaving is two rows. Um, regardless of if it's a new piece of cloth you're making or you're adding on to an existing piece of cloth, it's always two. And the halachas um, just the one important qualification, in the event that you have um, an essentially an entirely finished piece of cloth and it needs just one last row to be finished, so then, even though the Mishnah said, whether it's at the beginning or the end, it's two chutin, the truth is, if it truly is the very end, the very last time across that you needed in the weave to finish the product. So then even one would be significant according to the Chacham because that's sort of unusual. That's almost like Makabapathish. It's like a very significant final act, which makes the act significant in and of itself. But in general, the rule is you need to have two times back and forth on a piece of cloth in order to be high for Oreg according to the Chacham, and that is the Halacha.